Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, and today I mean it more than ever before. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. When you become a sports talk show host, this is the day you dream about. Devontae to the desert. Deshaun decision day. Baker bumbling about. No time to waste. Bubba, let's do this. Here we go! go, go. Only one place to start. Uh, the place to start is with football, football, and more football. And my buddy Mike Tannenbaum, the general manager of my team, good enough to stick around a little after get up here and give me the straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless no contract no compromise mike t thank you and let's waste no time it's almost impossible for me to keep up with all the things that have happened but for anyone who's not been let me very quickly run through for you the things that are going on that feel incredibly significant Devontae adams traded from green bay to the las vegas raiders yesterday for a one and a two um which where does that leave aaron Rodgers? it's anybody's guess the afc West is as jammed as could possibly be. Deshaun Watson is down to two teams, it appears, in his decision of where he's going to go next. Atlanta and New Orleans are those. The Falcons delay a roster bonus they were supposed to give Matt Ryan today. They push that back to next Tuesday to give him, according to Shefty, time to vet his trade options. And Baker Mayfield has demanded a trade from Cleveland, and they've said, at least as of now, they're not going to honor that. So, that is a quick synopsis, Tannenbaum, of all the, the ridiculously endless list of fascinating things going on in your league. Where do we begin? Well, at the beginning, I think it goes right back to Aaron Rodgers because of all the tentacles it created, which is a couple of very fundamental points. One is he took way too much time to make his decision because a lot of the guys today made a great job articulating from Chris Canny to Swagoo about It's not always about the quarterback. He has to be the point guard. And what happened was they could have gone to Devontae Adams in a meaningful way, Green, both economically and non-economically, how much you're valued, how much this whole notion of the last dance. Let's go win a championship. Let's be about our legacy. They never did that. And then I quickly pivot to the Green Bay Packer front office. They did a great job. They got Aaron Rodgers back. That was obviously the big fish, $50 million a year. We know about the allocation issue. It's a lot of money to allocate to quarterback. But once you made that decision – Why would you let Devontae Adams go, especially now that we're well into free agency? Amari Cooper's off the board. Allen Robinson's off the board. I am shocked that they didn't somehow either just keep him on a contract or make him sign an offer sheet with Vegas and then match it. Yeah, let's be clear on what we mean by that, that Devontae Adams can say he wants out of Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers are not obligated to honor that. And what they could have done was say, go out and get yourself this offer from the Raiders we will either A, match it, or B, we will let you go, in which case we get two first-round picks as compensation. Instead, they wind up getting a first and second-round pick as compensation. Now, if you want to defend that, you say, we're all in to win this year with Rodgers. Two first-round picks don't happen in the same year. So we're, we're actually going to take two assets in this draft instead of one this year and one the following year. Is that 
Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, I mean, that's the rationale, but it's inconsistent with if we were all in this year, keep Devontae Adams. And this is where I was disagreeing with Adam Schefter, which was I understand he's upset and I understand he'd rather go play with Derek Carr right now. But we're sitting here. It's March 18th, Greeny. And to me, after several months and, oh, by the way, guaranteed upwards of $60 million, you'll be okay to play by the time we get to September, which is a thousand years from now. So to me, I would have, from a position of strength and leadership, I would have said from the Packers standpoint, Devontae Adams, you're going nowhere. We are all in this year. We brought back already Devondre Campbell, Preston Smith, and you guys may not be perfect off the field, but on the field, there's nobody better. It's you know, and the other part of this that stuns me, and, and you're listening to Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance, visit Progressive.com. We have long perceived Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams as best friends. They posted the last dance things together. Rodgers has talked so emotionally about their relationship and all the rest of that. And then Shefty comes on with us this morning and says that all through the Rodgers back and forth of what he is going to do, there was no communication between Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That floored me. What did you think of it? I, I was right there with you because that's what leadership is. It's about being empathetic at times, being a great listener. And for Aaron Rodgers, you've made whatever it is, and, and what you deserve, by the way, well over $200 million. This was Devontae Adams' real meaningful bite at the apple. He should have been there as a selfless leader to say, hey, what do we need to do for you? And again, sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And this is where I was so disappointed with Aaron Rodgers. He didn't have to bring his situation all the way into March. If he gets his deal done late January, early February, now you have a whole month to say, all right, that box is checked. What's the next most important thing? It's Devontae Adams. Go see him, love him, recruit him, and we're not having this conversation. All right, so there's that madness. Then that brings us to Deshaun, and it comes down from everything we are hearing to two teams, Atlanta and New Orleans. The Atlanta of it all is fascinating because they have Matt Ryan there. So take me through how that works. If if Ryan and the Falcons have mutually agreed, which is how Shefty described it, to push back the day that his roster bonus is due from today to next Tuesday, what does that tell us? Based on my experience, he's out of Atlanta. It's really hard to put the genie back in the bottle because, again, Greeny, if somebody is working for you and you say, well, I need a couple more days, like it's just sending a message that we're moving on. So I think there's... Two things at play here. One is they know something we don't because you're not going to do that with, again, your franchise quarterback that's been there a long time that took you to the Super Bowl, been a league MVP, not knowing that you have Deshaun Watson in your back pocket, or you're taking an unnecessary risk because if he becomes a saint, Matt Ryan, you talk about a guy that doesn't want to be there, he's getting all the messages that, hey, you're moving on from me, so I'm going to go talk to the Browns. I'm going to go talk to the Colts over the next few days, and I'll make my decision there. So, Greeny, I, I just don't see a scenario where Matt Ryan's a Falcon. Okay, which then figure, leads us to figuring out where we put him. So it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Give me the Straight Talk, Tannenbaum. If you're Matt Ryan, no, you're not going to be Matt Ryan. You're going to be the general manager. So now you're Chris Ballard in Indianapolis. Now you're, and maybe even more interestingly, you're Andrew Barry in Cleveland. You've got Baker Mayfield telling you he wants to be traded. You've got Matt Ryan, who's out there maybe to be acquired. How are you handling the situation? Yeah, and Hebo reminded me of this on on a break, Greeny. The tiebreaker, ironically, could be that Cleveland has a first-round pick that the Colts don't. So I give Cleveland a little bit of advantage, and I I was disagree with Swagoo. I think Cleveland's a great situation if I'm Matt Ryan. The offense of Kevin Stefanski, similar to Kyle Shanahan, 
They have a really good receiver in Cooper, David and Joku, two good backs. They have a good defense. I think Cleveland with Matt Ryan is really interesting. If I'm Indy, I have to be all in because unless I can get Jimmy G, Greeny, where do they go? They have a good team and no first round pick. So if I'm one of those teams, Greeny, you've heard me say this before. I am not getting off the phone with Terry Fontenot, the GM of the Falcons, because Matt Ryan really is like the last meaningful opportunity with the Jimmy G uh, potential opportunity aside to improve my team. And again, because of the draft, there is a sense of desperation here. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Matt Ryan is better than Jimmy G, right? I mean, he's, he's a yes. better player, just, just to be clear. Um, and Ryan, by the way, will be 37 when the season kicks off in September. He's 36. His birthday is in two months. So... Um, let me ask you this. If, if you put Matt Ryan there in, in Indianapolis, because that, that, the reason that I'm, if I'm Ryan and I have those two as my options, I hear what you're saying. I do think Cleveland is a good situation, but I like the Colts better for a couple of reasons. One, he's played his whole career in a dome. The Colts play in a dome. Two, the Browns are in a murderer's row of a division. I mean, I know that the AFC West now might be the best division ever, but do you want to go into a division that has Baltimore, Cincinnati, and I think, you know, you can never count out the Steelers. So there are a variety of reasons why it's sort of like the indie of it all a little bit better. If you're the Falcons, what are you going to get for him? Like, what, what, what are you going to get back at this point for Matt Ryan? Yeah, I would try to get a first-round pick next year from the Colts, and here's why. Presumably, if we get Watson, it's for three ones, Greeny. If we could get one of those three back for Matt Ryan, we're doing backflips. Now, you, from an Atlanta standpoint, you, you eat the $40 million cap charge. And you say to yourself, everything for us is about 2023. Let Deshaun Watson serve his suspension this year, and we'll be uh, really set up greatly for our future in 23. And if you're the Colts, as uh, we talked about on GetUp, this could be a little bit like Phillip Rivers, which really worked out well for the Colts. Yeah, they got close. And, I mean, they've been trying to figure out the quarterback situation since Andrew Luck retired prematurely, and and they've never gotten it right, which is to say that even with Rivers, it was clearly a stopgap. And I guess Ryan is also a stopgap based on the fact that he'll be 37. But at least he gives you a chance. And I think that they they have reason to think they could be in a win-now situation. So that leaves us with one, and that's Baker. So Baker Mayfield posts this emotional, essentially goodbye to Cleveland the other day and now has requested slash demanded a trade. And at least for the moment, the Browns say they're not going to trade him. What do we make of this? I think you got to move on if you're Cleveland because you're not going to give him an extension. He's in the fifth year of his rookie deal. And to me, now it's about scouring for his replacement. I thought Chris Kennedy made a great point comparing him to Tyrod Taylor um, or it was Swagoo about how Tyrod Taylor you know, never tweeted anything. And then it, it goes back to, again, being a battlefield commander, someone beyond reproach, someone who is a problem solver. Baker Mayfield's been none of that, and that's what you need in a quarterback. You need someone that can be a force multiplier, make your teammates better, and he's going to have to go someplace where maybe he's, you know, a little bit now like a Colt McCoy. Like, he has to – Geno Smith's done it. you got to sort of resurrect your career. Well, um, Geno Smith has done it to the extent that he's now going to make a living as a backup in the NFL for a long time, but he hasn't done it to the extent that that he's someone starting quarterback and – and, and all of that. Baker Mayfield was the first pick in the draft. So what's his value? If you are Cleveland and you do think about trading him, what can you get for Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I cut my losses. Maybe it's a third-round pick. And it's a fair point about Geno Smith. Third round. Let's just stop and think about that for a minute. 
Baker Mayfield was the first pick in the draft, and here you are, and maybe you're getting a third-round pick for him. At Greeny, two years ago, he wins a playoff game. Right. That's how much it's changed. By low. I mean, if, if I could trade right now, and, and I'm not the world's biggest Baker Mayfield fan, and I don't like the way he's handled this situation at all, but if I could get Baker Mayfield for a third-round pick, I'd do it for sure. And if you're Carolina or if you're Seattle, I mean, there's a few teams out there that still need quarterbacks. And he's young. Yeah. So, so that that that's what you think we're doing here for Cleveland. Yeah. And, if you're and Cleveland, he, you get Matt Ryan and you trade away Baker. Hundred percent. And I know Greeny, you're getting ready for the draft as well because again, if you're a team that still needs a quarterback, and let's assume Jameis Winston goes back to the Saints, but again, if you're still a team like a Seattle or a Carolina that needs a quarterback, and let's face it, this is a really important year for Matt Rule. Baker Mayfield's a better football player in 2022 than Malik Willis, so he's probably him or Kenny Pickett give you the best chance to win. Is he better than Sam Darnold? Oh, I think so. Just because the, the two of them were in the same draft class, right? And I mean, they could wind up on the same team in that scenario, and they could be competing. And and because Sam has a fatal flaw of turn the ball over at SC, turn the ball over at the Jets, and he's still doing it. So to me, that's a that's a fatal flaw. All right, and then and let's finish it with um, the AFC West. So in the span of whatever it's been, a couple of weeks. I, I can't even keep up with all of the moves that have been made there, but the Chargers made incredibly significant moves uh, on both sides of the ball. The the Broncos obviously bringing in uh, Russell Wilson. The Raiders now have gone nuts in the last couple of days, bringing in Chandler Jones and um, and and now Devontae Adams. And the Chiefs are the Chiefs. So who's the team to beat in the AFC West? Yeah, it's it's historically I, I've never seen so many great players in such a short amount of time. I, I guess Kansas City because they got the best player and the best head coach. But it's razor thin now. I mean, Greeny, razor thin. And I'm just blown away by what the Raiders have done. Extend Max Crosby. And now they have a great tight end in Darren Waller. They got a great running back in Jacobs. A great slot in Hunter Rudfro. And probably the best receiver in the game. It's They're going to be really hard to defend. Yeah. That, that, I don't know what to make of that division or the NFL. It is crazy time. No question about it. Tannenbaum, thank you for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. What, what a great week. It's unbelievable. And... More, more, more to come, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're still waiting on Deshaun and all these other shoes to drop. Did you know that Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs? That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Coming up next, the hashtag crew will weigh in on all of this craziness, and it will include Hembo attempting to defend the indefensible. That's next. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
No Nuno today, but we do have uh, amongst the assembled members of the hashtag crew. We have hashtag Hembo and we have hashtag Bubba. And I'm going to start with Hembo today because when this Devante Adams news was breaking yesterday, uh, one of the many things that I saw on Twitter was a quote tweet of Adam Schefter. Schefter tweeting the news, Raiders get Devontae Adams, Packers get two 2022 picks, including this year's Raiders first rounder. We now know that it's their first and second round picks this year. And Hembo quote tweeted it by writing, the Packers are a smart team. This is what smart teams do. Hembo, defend that tweet. (laughs) Well, in a vacuum, Devontae Adams is a player who's going to turn 30 years old this year. He plays the wide receiver position. He's going to turn 30 years old this year, coming off of a great season. And so he's an asset. His value is at an all-time high. What we also learned from Adam Schefter today on the TV show, which I did not know at the time when I sent that tweet out, is that the relationship there had sort of become untenable. So you have a circumstance here in which you have a premium asset. You're flipping that premium asset for, in this case, two picks in next month's draft that can make your team better right now for cheap. And thus, this was the best time to move Devontae Adams. A few weeks ago, I said they should trade both him and Rodgers. Well, they're getting half of it right. They're trading Adams. If they had traded Rodgers, or they couldn't trade Rodgers, if if Rodgers, actually, they would have had to trade him. Excuse me. If they had traded Rodgers, then this would have made sense because then you are starting all over again. But is there any conceivable chance that the assets they get with that first and second round pick this year, wind up giving them more of an opportunity to win this coming year's Super Bowl than Devontae Adams would have? There is no conceivable chance. None. None. Why would you look beyond that if you have just spent $150 million on a 38-year-old quarterback, Hembo? I understand that in a vacuum it makes sense, but we don't live in a vacuum. We live in an an Aaron-centric world. And if you don't believe me, just ask him. (laughs) And everything in Green Bay is revolving exclusively around him right now. So how could you diminish your chances of winning immediately when you have already gone as all-in on this year as any team I can ever think of? Because, Brian Gutekinds, the GM in Green Bay, is looking at the long-term health of this program. He's not playing fantasy football. And look, if you play any position other than quarterback, no matter how good you are, you are only making your team maybe 2 or 3% more likely to win the Super Bowl, or in this case, 2 or 3% less likely. We've, we are massively inflating the impact that Devontae Adams can have on the Packers or on any team. He just went to the Raiders, right? I checked the odds this morning. They are still far and away have the worst chance to win their division. For my money, the only players that can truly impact your Super Bowl champion, uh, chances are quarterbacks. Devontae Adams is a really good player at the back end of his prime, They're maximizing his trade value, and I think they got this right. And I don't think there's a substantive difference in their chances to win the Super Bowl today than they were yesterday. You're out of your mind. Tell me why. That last sentence is what took it over the top. Mm. You don't think there's a substantive difference in their chances of winning the Super Bowl without Devontae Adams versus their chances with him? I don't think so. Look, Aaron Rodgers has played seven games in this uh, Matt LaFleur era without Devontae Adams, okay? The Packers in those games are 7-0. 
Aaron Rodgers has thrown 19 touchdowns against one interception, and they've averaged 32 points. Seven games is not an insignificant sample size in football. If Aaron Rodgers is truly the best quarterback in the world, like he believes, like we believe, then he doesn't need the best wide receiver in the world to prove that. I I admire your willingness to stand by it under this (laughs) cross-examination. You're not winning me over uh, on your take, but you are winning me over on your commitment to it. Let me bring hashtag Bubba in on the conversation. What do you think of this? Yeah, I'm I'm at a loss for words myself. I, I mean, especially that last statement. I, I can't get behind that. And because I was with Hembo, too, because you disagreed with both of us. I was with him originally in the trading, both of them. I was said, hey, let's trade both of them. Let's just reset. I was with Hembo. I agreed. I said, hey, let's do it. But if you're going to bring back Rodgers, I don't see how this makes any sense. Bring back Rodgers, giving him all that money. And then getting rid of his favorite player and the best other player on the team. I just don't see how the two make any sense. And then to say you have the same odds and you're just going to be fine and it's not going to make any difference, I just don't see how that makes any sense. I think if you're going to completely reset, sure, look to the future, reset, get all the draft picks, and let's go. But now you're just kind of in that limbo phase that makes seems to make no sense. Okay, but let's, let's think about the total package here. So Devontae Adams, let's say he just played next season on the franchise tag, right? Just, just hypothetically. Okay, instead now, what you're doing is getting two uh, picks within the top 50, cheap, good, young players, presumably, and also the differential between what, Rogers, uh, what Adams would have been making and whoever else you might be able to bring in. Like you can, you wind up for that $20 million getting two good young players. And who knows, maybe two or three other good free agents. Devontae Adams is a star. We all play fantasy football, so we're well aware. But building a football team requires a lot more nuance and attention to detail. But they're not building a football team. So that, that's the fundamental disagreement we have. They've built a football team. They're trying to get it over the finish line. I agree with you if you're trying to bring the horse to water. But now you're trying to make him drink. That's all I'm saying. You're, you need the horse to drink, and it hasn't done it. And Devontae Adams, the parcher, so I, I have been doing my dr- – oh, go, go ahead. Well, you're going to jump in. Just one thing. If they had gotten, say, two first-round picks this year and next year, would you – It would have made no more sense to me than this does. So the fact that they only got one one, in your opinion, does not change the math? Well, it doesn't change the math to the extent that it wouldn't have – I wouldn't have agreed with it regardless of what they got. But so, it certainly isn't helping, though. That's all they got, I would right. say. So Rich Samini, who covers the Jets, mm-hmm. was the first, place, first person that made me think of this when he tweeted it yesterday, Bubs. The New York Jets got two ones for Jamal Adams. <laughs> <laughs> that's the wrong Adams. Yeah, that's, that doesn't add up. And he was also a disgruntled safety who wanted his money. So you can't say, well, it was cheaper because you knew you had to sign him to a long-term contract at a not-premium position, and they traded two ones for him, and the Raiders got Devontae Adams for a one and a two. Does it make, would it make any difference at all to you if you knew for sure Devontae Adams would never play for your football team again? No, because that's a faulty premise. Mm. He, you could have put him in a position where the options are you will either play for me or you will never get paid to play this game again. That is the way the rules are written. And I know no one wants to be in the position to put people, to put them in that spot. But do you think Devontae Adams, when we got to July 15th, was going to say, okay, you know what? I could get paid $20 million to play football this year, or I could get paid nothing and not play. Which would he have done? He would, he would have played football. But look, in know, in all likelihood, they would have probably had to extend him. And we just saw the Arizona Cardinals give DeAndre Hopkins a ridiculous contract that they're paying for big time, about the same age, 
coming off of some really productive seasons, and they've already had to restructure. The Packers have, have surveyed the landscape and said, this guy's not worth it, so let's capitalize on that value. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. According to research, 90% of employers plan to enhance their employee experience this year, and if you need to add more employees, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. So I'm just going through my notes here on the top receivers in this class. Because I've, I've, done, I've done every player who I think there's any chance will be in the first round. So I think the top receiver in this class is Drake London, who's 6'5", at a USC, had 88 catches in just eight games last year before he broke his ankle and missed the rest of the season. Uh, he, he, he looks like a stud from a program that in recent years has produced Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a good player. Uh, Michael Pittman, who's a good player. Robert Woods, Juju Smith-Schuster. So, so that's, that's one of the receivers that I think is going to go in the first round. Chris Olave is a super fast, much smaller player out of Ohio State. He's a, he's a good player. He's he's not Devontae Adams. I'm going through the rest of my names. Who am I forgetting? Garrett uh, Wilson, his teammate. Garrett right? Wilson from Ohio State. That's the kid who was, is ridiculously fast. Um, he had 143 catches and 23 touchdowns um, in, in, in his career there at, uh, at Ohio State. He was born in Columbus, but his family moved to Texas, and so that's where he played his high school football. And, uh, and, and then there's Jamison Williams, mm. a kid from Alabama. He's the really fast one. He was once clocked at 23 miles an hour but he tore his ACL in the national championship game which is going to knock him down the draft board which could make him a bargain but he won't be your star receiver on September of this coming year because he isn't going to be healthy enough to play so I think you're nuts I think they made a huge mistake we will see let me move on to the, because there's just so much here the Deshaun Watson of it all so Deshaun Watson seems to be down in his decision to two places. And, and it is remarkable that a person who has put himself in the position he's in, again, um, I, people have referred constantly, and I don't, they don't mean it this way, but I keep hearing after everything Deshaun Watson has been through the last year, that's not really the right way to phrase it. After the situation in which Deshaun Watson has put himself over the course of the last year. Now, if he is completely innocent of ever having done anything wrong, then that would be an entirely different set of circumstances. But let this is not... Well, either way, my point is, Deshaun Watson, I, fe- I feel like, is being painted with that sentence as sort of a sympathetic figure in all of this. I don't know that that's the right way to look at it. Either way, he has emerged from it with unimaginable clout because he's so ridiculously talented and he has a no-trade clause. So it's down to two teams, Atlanta and New Orleans. If he goes to Atlanta, then that puts Matt Ryan very much in play. He may very well be in play anyway because they've pushed back this um, day for him to get paid this roster bonus. And Mike Tannenbaum said that should suggest to you that he's out of Atlanta, whether they get to Sean Watson or not. Hembo, put put Matt Ryan on a team next year that makes him – that gives him the best chance of finally doing the only thing he's never done, and that is winning a championship. That, that team is probably the Indianapolis Colts, although I think that you could make a similar argument for the Cleveland Browns. The reason I'll say the Colts is because we know he thrives in a dome indoors because he's done so in Atlanta for the entirety of his career. We know that division is wide open, and Frank Reich has demonstrated that he is a quarterback whisperer. He, he gets the most out of or about as much out of his quarterbacks as can be expected. They've had 
everything go wrong since Andrew Luck retired suddenly, and they've still built a winning program there. And we've also seen that with Jonathan Taylor and a really, really good defense, you don't need great quarterback, uh, quarterback play there to be a great team. You just need good quarterback play, and Matt Ryan is still capable of doing that. Is he the, would he be the best quarterback in that division that, that you have Trevor Lawrence who, I mean, they've done a lot of spending this offseason. Let's see what he's about to become. You have Ryan Tannehill, and you have, at this point, I guess, Davis Mills Mm -hmm. in Houston. So, I mean, I think Ryan walks in there with a chance to win the division right off the bat, right? So do I. And Jonathan Taylor in a 17-game season could give you 2,000 yards. The offensive line's pretty good. The defense is great. I don't don't know what kind of numbers he would generate, but he's giving himself the— He's maximizing uh, his chances to win should he go there. Uh, Bubba, what do you think? Do you think if you're Matt Ryan, are you looking at Cleveland? Are you looking at Indy? What are you looking at? I think I agree with Hembo here completely. I think it's the Colts, and I think it's the exact reasons. You're talking Dome, you're talking division, and you're talking the coach. I, I think the Colts are the clear favorite, and they make the most sense. And, and then the, the Deshaun Watson piece of it is interesting to me because he's young enough to be playing the long game. I want to make sure everyone understands that if the Falcons trade Matt Ryan, they take on a $40 million dead cap hit, whatever the term I'm looking for is, instantly. That's not optional. It doesn't change no matter what. You can't renegotiate it. You can't push it out. They will, and, and what is Deshaun making? About 35 a year. So they'll be spending $75 million <laughs> on the quarterback position next year. And a year in which the salary cap is expected to be like $208 million yeah, or something like that? Yeah, that's 38% of your cap to two players, one of whom would not be playing Would not you. be playing for you. So you're fully accepting that you're going to have a bad year. You're going to spend that year trying to sort of put yourself in a position to get better over the course of time. So if you're Deshaun Watson and you go in there, you're playing the long game, right? Oh, that, yeah. That's your decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if his, if his priority is short-term winning then New Orleans is the obvious choice. I mean, of, of these two options, New Orleans is the obvious choice. But there, there's something enticing, it seems, to him um, to going home. There's something enticing about rehabilitating his image there, and the relationship with the owner seems to be a big data point in their favor. Yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with playing the long game. It, it, no. it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. I just want to make it clear to everybody, if, 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 you, if you wake up tomorrow, or even at some point today, you hear me say, we have huge breaking news. Deshaun Watson has chosen the Atlanta Falcons. Don't automatically think that makes them a contender uh, immediately, I, I don't think that would be the case. We haven't even gotten to the Baker Mayfield of it all. And also, I need to explain to you why the hashtag KOD has never, ever been more powerful than it is right now. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, I'm scared. Hashtag KOD. The Kiss of Death. You know, every now and again, do you ever find yourself in a position where you think, I have so much power that I, I worry that I'm wielding it in a manner that is appropriate? And I've never felt that way more strongly than I did last night. Because if you have been with me for years, you are aware of what that hashtag KOD is. That is the kiss of death. It began the first Super Bowl. No, the second year of Mike and Mike. The year that the Ravens beat the Giants in the Super Bowl. That postseason, Mike and I picked every single game on every football Friday leading into the playoffs. There were 10 games before the Super Bowl. In those days, there were 10 playoff games and then the Super Bowl. We picked every game on Friday against the spread. And I defy you to do this. I went 0-10. <laughs> I went 0-10 against the number in that postseason. It's a miracle. It's impossible. And yet I did it. Then, about whatever it is, six weeks later, we get here to the NCAA tournament. I picked Iowa State to win the national championship. And they lost on the first night against Hampton. (laughs) So when you see, um, when they show you that video montage at the beginning, when they're playing their music on CBS, and you see like a little roly-poly heavyset coach being picked up off the ground by his team, that's the coach of Hampton. Because it was an upset of that magnitude. It was a 15 (laughs) beating a two, which at that point I think had happened like twice ever. And that's where we realize that I'm the kiss of death. That's where hashtag KOD comes from. Well, what can I tell you? It was yet another Thursday opener of the NCAA tournament. John Calipari and Kentucky, a two seed, an 18 and a half point favorite against St. Peter's. St. Peter's! Well, I don't even know what what is the St. Peter's nickname? Like the St. Peter's, what are they, what are St. Peter's? They're actually called the St. Peter's. Peacocks. What? The St. Peter's Peacocks. Peacock Nation. Not ringing a bell? You're making that up. No, I'm not making it up. I'm, I'm, I, I, you, I knew you were going to go here in the break, so I went to their website, and they're called the St. Peter's Peacocks, and their official hashtag is strut up. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait, strut a minute. Up. wait, 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 wait. Got to strut up. <laughs> the mascot of St. Peter's is the Peacocks? Yes, for, for the men, the St. Peter's Peacocks. So here's the St. Peter's Peacocks. Mm-hmm. That, the alliteration of that does not sit well with me. <laughs> like, because when you say it, it does not, like if you were the, I don't know, the Northwestern Peacocks, mm-hmm. that would be one thing. It's, a, it's an odd mascot. I mean, of all the animals you could choose. But okay. But the Peter's part of it, now you're Peter's Peacocks. Now you're not going to hear the Saints and you're going to sound like a store where one would go to buy Peacocks, if indeed such a store exists. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peacock. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to go buy a peacock, to be honest with you, I don't know where I would do that. 
I, I mean, I would Google. Like, I'm going to Google that now. I'm seeing if I can find any on it, Amazon. Where does one go buy a peacock? If indeed those are for sale. <laughs> I don't, I'm not even a thousand percent sure I know what a peacock looks like. I think I'm picturing a flamingo. As They're I'm, not pink. They're, they're, they're like sort of like a, a blue and they like obviously like they have the huge wings that fl- like peacock is also a verb. I mean, you you're aware of, of, of what peacocks look yeah, like. Yeah, it's like strutting, right? Yeah, like yeah, you're peacocking course. around. Strut oh, well, one way or another, you have you have you have sidetracked me with this one way. Well, now no, see, I'm, I'm, I'm completely distracted now. They're not the St. Ama- Peter's yeah. peacocks. They're not on Amazon. What is not on Amazon? You can't buy a peacock on Amazon. That's what I'm... You would have thought you could buy a peacock on Amazon? It was, it was the first place I thought to look. <laughs> okay. Anyway, St. Peter's beats Kentucky last night in overtime behind a kid named Doug Eddert scoring 20 off the bench. And let's give Doug his credit. He was in the zone last night, in the zone brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone with AutoZone. But I ask you, Bubba, let me ask you a serious question. I think you've been with me longer than Hembo. Hembo, what year did you start with me? That was uh, 2014. And what year did you start with us, Bubs? 2010. All right, so you are are the greedy veteran in the group. Is there any chance St. Peter's beats Kentucky if I didn't pick Kentucky to win the championship? (laughs) Of course not. Of course not. (laughs) What are you, crazy? Right? I mean, there's just no way. I'm surprised that in his post-game news conference, Coach Cal did not mention that as the reason this team couldn't beat the St. Peter's Petino did it once. Izzo did it once. Mm -hmm. I've been blamed for this stuff. And rightfully so. And and I think that this is the problem that I have. And And Holloway should have thanked you. I also, by the way... Had Iowa in the final oh, four. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, let's not over, you know, forget that part. Well, you know? I mean, that part of it does seem comparatively inconsequential <laughs> after Kentucky loses. So my final four was Gonzaga, who at halftime, they're tied with Georgia <laughs> State yesterday. Then they pulled away and won easily. Then, then I've got Kentucky, and they're my national champ, so I'm done. <laughs> and then I have Arizona, who cares, because, and, and, and Iowa, and they're out. So that's it. And my championship game was Kentucky over Arizona. So I'm done. I'm done. All thanks to the Peacocks of St. Peter's. <laughs> but again, this is not on the Peacocks. This is on you. No, it's on the Peacocks. This is on you. By you the were- way, it looks like you can go on uh, birdsnow.com and you can buy some uh, animals and bir- pe- uh, different uh, Peacocks. Birdsnow.com. <laughs> birdsnow.com. He's not this is a legit site. Yeah, I see some for like How much is it? Uh, let me be clear. I'm not buying a Peacock. I don't know where I'd keep you a peacock. You're making a good value here, though. Well, how much is a peacock? Just let here. me guess. Like, let's, play, let's do this like we would do. What is that, that game show we have to guess the price of things? Price is right. I'm going to guess that a peacock would cost $4,000. <laughs> Bubba, do you have, do you, are you able to find prices? I'm not able to find prices. I mean, I'm seeing... It says like three hundred. What I'm seeing, wow. three hundred. That's a bargain for a peacock. A, yeah, you get a peacock for three hundred bucks. If you lay ten bucks on the peacocks yesterday against the money line, you could afford an actual peacock. <laughs> okay, for sure. I apologize for the peacock portion you of this. You can get a one-year-old male peacock for one hundred dollars. Wow. Well, is that what you want? I, I, I don't know. Let, let's not make any. Let's just. We'll be right. Back. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.